Arkansas. McNeely Store Rental, 980 Tiger Boulevard in Clemson. Okay, let's do this. As we go into the world of the haters. Don't be hating. Just living the dream. I love that. You know what? I will have some meatloaf. Let's have some meatloaf. You want some? I knew you'd go. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! What is she doing? I never know what she's doing back there. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks at the end zone. Hunter in the cut it. Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Renfro. And Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead and is one second away from the second national championship in school history. It's my pleasure to present the national championship trophy to Coach Davo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. The sea was angry that day, my friends. Like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. Stands head and shoulders over everybody else. He is a world champion on his own. Like he is actually 6'5 with the Afro 6'9. Pretty good dribbler. All you do is dribble. I have to dribble. If I give it to you, you just shoot. You're a chucker. <laughs> That's right. Every time you get the ball, you shoot. I can't believe you called me a chucker. No way I'm a chucker. I do not chuck. Never chuck. Never have chuck. Never will chuck. No chuck. <laughs> you chuck. Barry takes a shotgun snap, back to pass. Here comes pressure, and he's down. Farrell gets him, sacks him all the way back at the eight-yard line. Booyah! That's what we call a sacked lunch. Nom, 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 nom. There was a time in this country when sports were revered. But people today, their values are all out of whack. All around the clock, sports all the time. That's the concept of the news. Oh, that's never going to work. Roy Philpott on WCCP 105.5, The Roar. And good afternoon on a college football Friday. Fifth day of May, it is 2017. We're hanging out with Zach. I am, of course, Roy Philpott and a lot to get into. As you would expect on a very busy afternoon, overcast and chilly outside. Hey, thank God November arrived in May. I posted that on Twitter this morning. It is kind of freakish, the weather, at least this afternoon. Like, highs expected to be in the mid-50s here in the upstate? It feels like we should be celebrating Thanksgiving. Feels like Clemson, Carolina should be on the horizon, as opposed to here in the heart of spring. Makes no sense. Not going to talk about it. Would love to hear from you today, however. It's 654-7627. 654-ROAR-ZACK. I'm in such a good mood today. I'm in such a fantastic mood. Feels like somebody almost punched me right in the face, and it just woke me up. I, I feel fantastic. But it's good to see you today. And I've enjoyed doing the little radio with you this week. How are you? I mean, I'm doing well. How are you, more importantly? You know, I'm doing I, I great. I feel like the whole punch in the face analogy just really doesn't sum it up enough. Say what now? I feel like the punch in the face analogy just doesn't sum it up for you. It doesn't? No. You're not feeling it? No, I, I feel all. like somebody punched me in the face today. I, I don't know why, but I, I, I'm feeling good. Feeling good nonetheless. And on a college football Friday, how could we not feel great today, huh? How That's could we true. not feel great? That's There's so true. much for us to talk about. And I made a mistake yesterday on the show. Let, let's start with this. I'm going to apologize to Zach in public for the first time ever. 
I want to do it right now. I hate this already. Because. So uncomfortable. <laughs> we spent probably 90 minutes in yesterday's show uh-huh. talking about the NBA. And it didn't occur to me until late last night, uh, before I got punched in the face, that this was something that did not interest you. You you didn't like it. You didn't enjoy talking about the NBA uh, yesterday. And I, I think it kind of took you out of your normal Roy Philpott show rhythm. I think it took you out of that rhythm. And, and I don't want to do that today. So it, it, it's perfect that it's a college football Friday, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. we can kind of punch back a little bit. Sure. We feel pretty good about things. And, and we're going to avoid the NBA and the Celtics-Wizards getting a little frisky last night. The Spurs losing Tony Parker for the season. Golden State rolling as Golden State does. We're not going to talk about any of that today. It really will be wall-to-wall college football. I'm hoping that creates a spark in your young mind, that, that maybe that makes you more intrigued, interested, enthralled in today's show. Can we talk about one NBA topic just to start off with? No, no, no. no. Are you I serious? Ha- I do have one. You have one. You I, have one. I just have the one I want to talk uh, about. The floor is yours. Go ahead. I, I don't even know what how to respond. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr has missed what, four straight games now. Yes. It's unlikely he'll be back. Even for this round, possibly the whole the rest of the playoffs. Right. Is that worrisome for a, a Golden State team who is loaded? They have all kinds of talent, most talent in the league, arguably. Uh, they're four and zero under under Mike Brown right now. Is that a, a problem? Is that something that you have a cause for concern going forward with, or is that just you feel bad for Steve Kerr, but they can kind of handle this on their own? First off, I love you right now. You know yeah. that I, I'm loving this. Sure, I, I love you. I appreciate you no setting problem. the table like that so adequately. That's of course that's really nicely done. Secondly, the answer to your question is, yes, it is worrisome. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Golden State is good enough to sweep Utah without the services of Steve Kerr, right? Mike Brown's a pretty good coach, head coach of the Cavaliers. How ironic would it be if Kerr misses the remainder of the playoffs and Mike Brown coaches Golden State against his old team and LeBron James? I find that to be fantastic theater. <laughs> I, I find that to be must-see TV. And nothing will put me on my soapbox faster than Mike Brown beating Cleveland's rear end in the NBA Finals. I I would absolutely love that. However, the problem when you have a scenario like this is that Mike Brown is not Steve Kerr. And Steve Kerr, whether you love him or hate him or you're unsure about what he brings to the table, is a really good coach. He has managed all that elite talent at Golden State. They've won a world championship. They nearly won a second. They didn't. Credit to LeBron James and what happened last year for not allowing that to happen. But Steve Kerr is a really good coach. So what does that mean that he potentially could miss some extended time now on top of the fact that he already has? It means this. When Golden State faces adversity for the first time in the playoffs, and at some point in time, that is likely to happen. I don't know when. It probably does not occur in the series against Utah. Maybe it's in the Western Conference Finals. Maybe it's in the NBA Finals. Whenever adversity strikes and Kerr is not there, your leader is not there, there tends to be some confusion within an organization on what the best way is to respond. When you're missing your star, your leader, your captain, your coach, everything's okay and you can kind of navigate some treacherous waters for a time. But when adversity strikes, how do you then handle said adversity moving forward? without that key contributor, whether, again, it's a player, coach, what have you. Uh, That is where the issue will kind of rear its ugly head. And and so if you're a fan of Golden State, you hope that he's back by the NBA Finals and that uh, the rest of the Western Conference isn't good enough to really test you 
the way maybe that Cleveland could in a seven-game series with the way that it is playing so far in these playoffs. That's one of the things. You know, teams a lot of times, even if you lose your star player in any sport, I don't care if it's the NBA, NFL, college football, Major League Baseball, college baseball. Let's say you lose your best player or your coach for an extended period of time. You can kind of continue about your business. And a lot of times you see individuals rise up, increase their production, and make up for that loss Mm -hmm. for a short duration. When adversity strikes and when you're used to leaning on that particular individual for leadership, for intangibles, for scoring, for defense, whatever, that's when you really miss that particular entity the most. And that's when it can create additional losses that we're not really seeing come. So Kerr needs to get back. Sure. I, I think in my heart of hearts, they're going to need him to win a world championship this year. From what you've seen, do you think he's coming back? I have no idea. I, I'm still not sure we understand what's wrong with well, him. Have you had back problems before? Ever had a back problem in your life? Knock on wood, I never have. Oh, I, I hope to God you never have. Have you had these? Yes. Not since nothing close to what he's had. Okay. But I've had my back tie up and, and you know, the spine kind of stuff from wrestling. It's debilitating. You can't do anything. You can't get out of a chair by yourself. Okay. And if he can't get out of a chair, he can't stand by himself. That kind of pain that's called, it's in his spine. It's causing migraines and all that kind of stuff. I knew that he that's had bad brutal. headaches as yeah. a result of all this. And so that's something that we'll continue to follow and that we'll continue to talk about. I'm not sure what just happened back here. I, I thought you were in mid-sentence. I, I didn't know what was going on. What happened? He he was here. He needed like he, he looked like he needed something. So I was I was two places at once. I apologize for that. <laughs> I, don't, I'm, I'm I don't know what just you. happened there. He looked like he was he was here. He it's like somebody something. just punched me in the face again. And there's no punch. In, let me back to the NBA. Back to the NBA. Okay, we're gonna switch conferences here. Really? We talked about. Are you are you giving me a full segment of this? Absolutely. We talked yesterday. Are you kidding me right now? We talked yesterday about uh, we mentioned the Malice in the Palace, right? And last night we talked about how the NBA has kind of changed a little bit, how it's how it's gone from a, a more aggressive and physical league to maybe a little bit more of the dainty stuff that you see today. Last night, a little Kelly on Kelly violence. Were you keeping up with this at all? Did you watch the game at all? I kept up with it. I like it. It well, makes that series much more on my radar because now all of a sudden it brings up memories of what happened in their four-game regular season series, which was split two games apiece, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they were a little chippy in each one of those games. And Isaiah Thomas said it best last night that there's been carryover. And honestly, we just don't like each other. That's fantastic. That's what the NBA playoffs should be all about. That's what gets people to watch. That's what gets people to watch. Not an NBA fan. Watch the rest of the game because of that. After Thank the you. Scuffle. Right, right, right. So yeah. those kinds of things are why we love sports. I, I think about this all the time. We enjoy watching the competition, let's say in college football, let's go between Clemson and South Carolina. Let's just take it back here locally. Let's let's take it right here where it matters the most. Sure. We love watching those games. We get into those games. We've loved watching Deshaun Watson here. They loved watching Jadavian Clowney there, right? And, and, and the rivalry has kind of swung back in the orange and white's favor, and that's fantastic here. Mm-hmm. Tigers have won the last three games. South Carolina won five in a row earlier in this decade, and none of us could believe it. And we love going and tailgating. We love going and doing all these things. But what do we really love? Like, what makes that rivalry so great? Yeah, it's all the great plays and the coaches and the personalities. But really what makes it so great is the intensity between the two fan bases. And you boil that down to, to just very simple terms. It's you going to work the following Monday after the Clemson-Carolina game and having to deal with the opposing fan base at the water cooler who's talking trash to you and you just can't even stomach it. 
there's compelling things happening between the fans that get you to watch and get you more enthralled in it than what you normally would be, right? I mean, that kind of back and forth. And so we take that to the NBA. Boston-Washington is a nice little series, and they're good teams, and John Wall is fun to watch, and Bradley Beal can make threes, and Isaiah Thomas nearly dropped a double nickel earlier in this series, and all those things are great. But what really gets us fired up to know that those two teams don't like each other at all, that there were three ejections last night and like seven technical fouls, Mm -hmm. and then players talking about it afterwards like it's a true rivalry to the extent of where you could feel it listening to them talk. And I have no vested interest in either one of those teams, but now I want to watch because it feels like it's a rivalry. It feels like that those two teams hate each other. And it feels like that at any blown call or bad whistle or any kind of hard foul, physical play could result in something we haven't seen, you know, in a decade or so in the playoffs. I'm good with that. Let's see that. Let's see some good old-fashioned hatred in the NBA playoffs every once in a while. Hey, that's what sports is all about. We're competing. We're competitive. We've got testosterone flowing through our through our veins, right? It's everywhere. Sure. I mean, it's it's exciting to watch. Uh, we we as a people, I think, boil down to the most popular sport in the country is is football. Just violence on every single play. We love to see that kind of stuff. And last night, that kind of boiled over into the NBA. And uh, I for one enjoyed it. I did as well. So I look. I want to thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you and your contributions uh, in today's show. It, I, I don't like how thankful and sorrowful you are so far to begin this show. No, no, no. I But I mean, it It, it, it truly is heartfelt. <laughs> and I just, yeah, I, I wanted to start the show today just clearing the air and making sure that you were good for today. Couldn't be any better. Couldn't be any better. Could not be any better. All right. We're talking sports. That's what we're doing. Today. We are talking sports. That's not a bad gig. It's a privilege to be able to Absolutely. do that for our listeners, is it not? Mm-hmm. It's an absolute privilege. If you want to talk with us, it's very easy. 654-7627. 654-ROAR is the number. You're on the flagship station for Clemson Athletics. You can also reach out on Twitter, Mr. Orr 24 at Roy Philpot. Very easy to reach out on social media. We love it when you do it. Zach informs me as well. We've got Clemson baseball tickets to give away. Nevada's in town. Nevada's in town. The Wolfpack for Saturday, Sunday, Monday tilt. Exams are over. Baseball is back, and it all gets underway tomorrow. And we're going to give away some tickets to the little series coming up on the little show as we go through the next couple of hours. So that's going to be a lot of fun. It is a college football Friday. I would pose this question to you. Anything regarding the sport is on the table today. I want to look ahead to games. I want to talk some Clemson football. I want to talk more about the quarterback battle. I want to talk more about all these young wide receivers that we think are set to emerge. I want to talk about incoming freshmen that we think are set to make an impact, maybe along the uh, same lines as what Dexter Lawrence did last year in Clemson's front four. I want to look at Florida State, DeAndre Francois, and the fact that the Knowles are preseason ranked number two, and we think that we actually like that in this space. We think that we love that in this space, and that's not the worst thing in the world from a Clemson football perspective. You know what? It feels like fall outside. Why not treat it? like it's fall today. Can I sell you on any of that? Already mentally packing the cooler for the tailgate. For are, are you? Yeah. What, what, what are we cooking up? What are you thinking about? <laughs> I'm, I'm a big Brock guy. You're a Brock. Of course I'm, you are. You're from I'm Jersey. A, I'm a Brock guy. You know, throw them on the grill there. Let's have a couple of cold ones and let's, let's enjoy the cool weather atmosphere and let's go to the ball game. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. 
654-ROAR on the Northland Communication phone lines. If you want to talk with us, give us a buzz. Let's do it. Any questions regarding college football and the upcoming season and Clemson football, let's do it. I've been punched in the face. I'm punching back today. Let's get after it on a College Football Friday. Back with more after this. Everybody knows the story. You can't sleep on a bed that's too hard. You can't sleep on a bed that's too soft. But you can sleep on a bed that's just right. Engineered sleep might not have been around when Goldilocks was written, but they know that a bed that's just right is made just for you. It's not just a fairy tale. They actually build a mattress based on your sleep habits and patterns so that you can get that Goldilocks kind of sleep. And if after a couple of weeks you find it's not perfect, Engineered Sleep will adjust it until it is. Visit their location at 627 Congaree Road to see the process and learn how your mattress is made. By manufacturing your custom-made mattress at their factory, you're saving money because there's no middleman. Factory to you. And you can score a significant discount by picking your mattress up instead of having it delivered. Engineered Sleep, it's not mattress shopping, it's an experience. Introducing the new Bojangles Chicken Supreme Sandwich with crispy bacon, dill pickles, and new zesty sweet sauce. Available for a limited time only. Bojangles, it's bow time. It's that time of year. Summertime is creeping in and you panic while looking at your yard. McNeely's Store and Rental is here for you with Steel Dealer Days April 7th through May 28th. Take an extra 10% off non-sale items. Come out April 28th through April 29th for deals and food provided by Palmetto Smokehouse. Demo new steel battery-powered line products. You heard that right. This is not your grandpa's chainsaw. McNeely's Store Rental, 980 Tiger Boulevard in Clemson. What business doesn't like to save a little money where they can? Crute LED has partnered with Duke Power to do just that. Whether you need LED tube lights, $4 after rebate, LED high bay fixture, $79 after rebate, parking pole light, $99 after rebate, or 6-inch down lights, $4 after rebate, Crute LED will pass on Duke Power rebate up front to you with a verification of your business's Duke Power bill. Visit online at CruteLED.com or visit their office at 109 Interstate Boulevard in Anderson right before J. Peters on exit 19B. Rely on EnviroMulch. They supply quality landscape supplies for any outdoor project. Their spring special. Get double ground hardwood mulch for a dollar off per yard. Ordered online with promo code WCCP. No other discounts apply. From your friends at EnviroMulch. Go Tigers! Are you looking for a one carat diamond under $3,000? I have good news. We have some. And they're worth taking a look at. I have access to diamonds in all prices, all qualities, and from all over the world. Tell me what you're looking for, and if I don't have it, I'll find it for you. And you take a look and see what you think. I can get in one diamond. I can get in a dozen diamonds. And yes, it really is that easy. We have financing available for almost any budget, including 12 months no interest. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers in Anderson, and I want to be your jeweler. Looking for delicious and innovative food in downtown Clemson? The Blue Heron Restaurant and Sushi Bar is the answer. Fresh house-cut steaks and seafood and free-range poultry are just a few of the menu items that define the Blue Heron. And specials like Thursday's Burger and a Brew. Any one of our delicious burgers and domestic beer for $10. The finest steaks and fresh seafood at the Blue Heron. College Avenue, Clemson. Visit our website at blueheronfood.com. There are two things every parent wants when their child goes to college. For their child to do well and a way to afford it. 
Now, with Discover Student Loans, parents can have the best of both worlds. Not only do our loans cover up to 100% of school certified costs with zero fees, but we'll give them a cash reward for each new student loan if they earn at least a 3.0 GPA or equivalent. That means every A in history or B in math could help them earn a cash reward for good grades. Just one of the many ways we treat you like you'd treat you. Apply now in 15 minutes or less at discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. College football. Back on a college football Friday here at 105.5 The Roar. Hanging out with Zach. I am Roy. Our phone number is 654-7627. We are talking college football on an overcast, fall-like Friday afternoon. Bring it. Don't sing it. Stop your grinning. Drop your linen. Let's pretend like tomorrow is actually game day. Just keep that playing behind us the entire show. Why not do that today? Drop your grid and drop your lid. That's right, big dog. Woo! 986-1566 on the text line. What kind of chance do you give my Hokies against the Tigers this fall in Blacksburg, Ben and Clemson? Roy, will you be my in my wolf pack? Ha, ha, ha. Hashtag bring the take, Tommy. The answer is yes to the second question. The answer is a decent chance to the first. We'll get into that coming up here in this segment. If you want to talk with us, give us a buzz. We'll do that as well. On the Northland Communication phone lines, we're brought to you by Complete Nutrition, online at completenutrition.com. Three locations here in the upstate. I want you to lose weight. I want you to feel fantastic this summer. Complete Nutrition is going to help you do that starting right now. It's already May, Memorial Day in a couple of weeks. You're going down to the beach, to the Grand Strand, to the Low Country, down there to Kiowa Island or Isle of Palms. The shirt comes off and everybody freaks out because you look fantastic and nobody saw it coming. That's what Complete Nutrition can do for you. They're going to help you lose weight with all their different products and supplements. They're going to help you keep that unwanted weight off. They're going to help you sleep better at night. They will help you recover better, faster, stronger after your workouts. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Go by and see any one of their product specialists. There are three upstate locations in Spartanburg, East Blackstock Road, in Greenville, Woodruff Road, and Anderson, the Electric City, North Main Street. Go by and see our good friends at Complete Nutrition, online at completenutrition.com. I'm a huge fan. I've been a huge fan for years. We have been on board with the Complete Nutrition bandwagon and all of their products and supplements for years. And I'm here to tell you, I, I look as good as I ever have. And I am as in shape as I've been since I was in college here. And a big part of it, an enormous part of it is Complete Nutrition. I cannot sing their praises enough. Go by and see them. Find the location nearest you at completenutrition.com. Passionate about our good friends at Complete Nutrition. Virginia Tech this year is a very interesting case study. A very interesting case study because it's year two under Justin Fuente. I think he has built their new offensive brand and identity, and he's done it with his buddy Bud Foster coaching the defense. Remember, Foster was the lone uh, holdover from the old coaching staff, the longtime defensive play caller. They got the robber coverage. They've got the aggressive nature on defense. You kind of know what they bring to the table there. It's not like what it was in 99 or 2000 when they had all that talent. They played for a national championship. It's not that. But you still kind of know what you're dealing with. You still kind of know if it's third down and long, that you got a play that you can call that those players and their, their personnel feels comfortable with because that's what Bud Foster's always done. And Fuente on the offensive side 
is a guy that I think has built their new brand in Blacksburg, and they needed that. Uh, they needed that. What's that brand? Uh, that that brand is they can go up tempo. That brand is they can be creative. That brand is mobility at the quarterback position. That brand is on third down and seven. You feel like they have a chance to pick up a first down and move the sticks and sustain the drive. Where before, for like a decade, you never felt like that was the case. A lot of that brand was built around Gerard Evans and and Bucky Hodges. If I'm not mistaken. Right. Where does that kind of firepower, that replacement, come from? Uh, is it the freshman that that Hooker kid, Josh Jackson? I just think Bush? it's awesome that we have a quarterback in the ACC whose last name is Hooker. Love it. I can't get enough of it. I, I, I you know, that, that I'm not. I'm okay with it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I think it's fantastic, and it, we're gonna have fun with that probably for the next couple of years. Of course, as we should. Right. I'd be disappointed in us if we didn't have fun with it. For the you're next asking years. me where do they replace that production? I, I and honestly, the answer is I don't know. Mm-hmm. However. We didn't know Gerard Evans was going to be as good as he was last year. And Evans made a tragic mistake. Why? I mean, an awful mistake by declaring for the draft a year early. You played really well last year. Mm -hmm. Really well, young man. Really well. You were fun to watch. You were dynamic in the downfield passing game. You were uh, athletic when it comes to just sustaining drives with your legs, mm-hmm. you were difficult to game plan for. We saw that firsthand at the ACC championship game down in Orlando when Clemson had to beat that squad. It was not easy. And Evans was talking trash the whole time. And we got a little glimpse, I think, into his mind frame uh, that particular night. When he was talking trash, it felt like aimed at Deshaun Watson. He was talking trash to the Clemson sideline. And then he got his tail handed to him on a hokey platter. I don't know what he was thinking when he decided to declare for the NFL draft. He went undrafted, and rightfully so. He wasn't that good. He wasn't ready. I'm pretty sure he signed a free agent deal somewhere. That's fantastic. I I, I root for the guy. I hope that you can find a way to develop your skills somewhere playing for, oh, I don't know where you end up. Double check, see where he signed. He had to sign somewhere. It was a mistake to leave, and that probably cost Virginia Tech one or two wins this coming fall. He's with Philadelphia. Good luck, buddy. You got Carson Wentz there. Entrenching that. It ain't happening. And I don't think you're going to be good enough to even be a backup for the Philadelphia Eagles. I I just don't see it. It ain't happening. He made a mistake, and it's going to hurt his professional career. It's probably never going to get off the ground. And he's also going to hurt Virginia Tech, I believe, in a very big way this fall because now they have no proven commodity at quarterback. If Evans is still on Virginia Tech's roster – they are a dangerous team and a big-time threat to go back-to-back in the Coastal Division. And that division is so chaotic, we just don't see that kind of consistency with any of those teams on that side of the ACC. The fact that he left creates some uncertainty in my mind, Ben and Clemson, about Virginia Tech's potential. However, Fuente, I think, has recruited pretty well at, at that position. Mm-hmm. He's got some young, dynamic talent there. Uh, you know, Whether it's Hooker, whether it's Josh Jackson, whether it's one of these other guys that could burst on the scene maybe like Gerard Evans did last year. The issue I would have in breaking in a new quarterback, Bucky Hodges, a long time, tight end, receiver, slot guy. Was he a senior? Or did he he was a, a I think he was a redshirt junior. So he could be back as well. He could be back as well. So He's the, not. Was the sixth-round pick to the Vikings worth it? Uh, I don't know his personal situation, but probably not. He was never going to be a guy that tests really well at the combine and run like a 4 4 five, 40. He's just a huge target. We saw that against Clemson where he was catching balls over Ryan Carter and he looked like he was about 6'10". Remember that? Yeah. Oh, my God. 
whoever the new quarterback is in Blacksburg has to throw to brand new targets. Isaiah Ford is also gone. Remember, I believe he was a second round pick. Mm-hmm. So he's out of the fold. I don't even. I forget what what round he he went in, but he was a speedster, could stretch the defense. Hodges is gone. Evans is gone. You got to replace all of those players in year two under a new head coach. I, so, Ben and Clemson, I would offer you this: it's never easy to win a game at Lane Stadium. The fact that Clemson plays there at the end of September, it'll be interesting to see between the two teams. Who has figured themselves out at quarterback? Because we, we got some of the same questions down here. I, I don't know if it's Kelly Bryant. I don't know if it's Hunter Johnson. I don't know if it's Eric Cooper. You watch the spring game. I don't know if it's Tucker Israel. I, I don't know who it is. <laughs> when it comes to overall talent, mm-hmm. Clemson's defense sets it apart compared to Virginia Tech, right? So, so there's a massive difference when I've got Clemson's front seven compared to Virginia Tech's front seven. Now, they still got Tim Settle. They got some guys who can get after the passer. I get it. It's not like what I think you see down here. So my expectation going into that game, Tech is coached well enough and the fact that it's a home game for Tech to be very competitive. Mm -hmm. My expectation would be you see a lower scoring game where if you pour in 24 points, that probably is going to be enough to get the job done. Their schedule is favorable. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it. Yeah, give it to me. What do you got? Uh, they open the season as a neutral site game against West Virginia. That's in Maryland, FedEx Field, where the Redskins play there. 7.30 ABC. That's a nice little start to the season. Delaware at East Carolina. Old Dominion and Clemson at home. At Boston College. North Carolina and Duke at home. At Miami, at Georgia Tech. Pitt at home, at Virginia. So for them, they have Clemson, North Carolina at home. That's not bad. Your biggest test on the road is is Miami in November. I I, I need you to go through that schedule. Let, let, let's go line by line, and then we're going to get to these calls. 654-7627, brought to you by our, our friends at Northland Communications. Give me the schedule and just off the top of my head without even thinking. All right, give me the, give me the first game. West Virginia in a neutral location. West Virginia wins that, 0-1. Home against Delaware. 1-1. One one. At East Carolina. Ouch. 2-1. Home against Old Dominion. Three and one. Home against Clemson. Three and two. At Boston College. Four and two. Home against North Carolina. Five and two. You host the Blue Devils. Six and two. You visit Miami. Six and three. You visit our friend Paul Johnson. Six and four. Oh, really? Six and four. Paul Johnson's coming for you this year down in Atlanta, baby. Oh, boy. You come back home for the Pitt Panthers. Seven and four. And you go to Virginia. That's eight and four. I mean, eight and four, having lost all that talent, year two under Justin Fuente, I think is serviceable if you're a fan of the Hokies. All right, I'll see you in the Toyota Gator Bowl, and I'll watch you play. Uh, you know who who are you playing in that game? Ah, uh, you're playing team from the SEC in that game. You're not playing Georgia. You're not playing Florida. Are uh, you playing Kentucky, Virginia Tech in Kentucky, and the Toyota Gator Bowl this year? The Tax Slayer Bowl, I think, is what they call it these days. That that's where I see that going. I, to me, that would be a pretty good season. Six five four seven six two seven. If you want to talk with us, six five four Roar on the North End Communication phone lines. Uh, Desmond is up with us first today. Desmond, good afternoon. What's up, Roy? How you doing, my friend? I'm good. What do you want to talk about hey. today? All right, man. I really don't know why the Virginia State quarterback left, but then I 
it again. I guess he had a pretty good agent that got in his ear telling me it was going to be a high draft pick because we don't really know why the North Carolina quarterback went so early, but he had a pretty good agent, and he went number two overall mm-hmm. ahead of our quarterback. Yeah. But, you know, you roll the dice and you get what you get. So it, it happens. It's probably not a bad thing from a Clemson perspective, Desmond, because sitting in this, this chair right now, I – I feel a lot more comfortable about the Tigers' chances inside a lane stadium, which is probably going to be a night game, minus Evans. If he's back and he's playing his senior year up there, given what he did last season, that game feels uh, dicey at best, does it not? Yeah. Well, let me get your perspective on this, Roy. Okay. So, if you in college basketball, you want to be a one-and-done. But if you in if you in college football, you don't want to be a one and done because you want to build some credibility, you build some stats. Yeah. But all of a sudden, that worked against Deshaun Watson, did it not? I mean, that's <laughs> that's a tough question to answer. He still went in the first round amongst the first twelve picks. And he went to a, and honestly, he probably went to a better situation. Yeah, yeah, he we, did. We hope, we believe, we think, but. I do. <laughs> so that's one thing. And then I, I so I'll let you talk about that in a minute. But I want to say I want to take a, a quick turn left here, real quick. Tell me what your thoughts about this. Can you see CP3 on that San Antonio roster? Oh man! Tell me your thoughts, Roy. Thank you, my friend. I I knew he was going to squeeze some NBA in there. Desmond, be safe out there. We appreciate you as always. I am not a Chris Paul fan. I'm just not. I I think he's more concerned about looking pretty as opposed to winning championships. He never gained full control of the Clippers. Uh, The Clippers are one of the most underachieving teams in the history of the NBA with all the talent that they stockpiled. If he goes to San Antonio, he'll be a better version of himself. Maybe he's the answer long-term after Tony Parker. Could I see him there? I could. I don't see him in L.A. anymore. I, I think that entire roster is going to be uh, torn apart, and, and you're going to see Griffin and, and Chris Paul go elsewhere. Good for them. I mean, on, on the draft stuff, I mean, Watson won't make as much money with his signing bonus and his rookie contract as what he would had he been the second overall pick. But the long-term trajectory and what he's capable of, we think, playing in Houston with an organization that's already built for the playoffs. They made the playoffs last year at 9-7 and won their first playoff game in franchise history with Brock Osweiler and Tom Savage, a.k.a. Scrubby McGraws at quarterback. And so now, if Watson just understands the playbook and can acclimate himself quickly at the next level... You put yourself in such a great situation, we think, and their defense has star power, their offense has nuke and all these other weapons. Long-term, going lower in the draft may make him more money. But short-term, he did, he's not going to get as big of a signing bonus because when you're slotted at two like Trubisky was, you automatically, by default, make more versus number 12 or number 10 where Patrick Mahomes went. Is Mahomes or Mahomes? I don't like that guy. It's just my homies. I, I don't like it. my homies. Yeah. I, good luck in Kansas City, buddy. Good luck. You're, you're the rawest quarterback I've ever seen. I don't even know there's a word. Nobody's rawer. Is that a word? Than Patrick Mahomes. 
my homies. <laughs> Not a fan. Deshaun also signed with Nike as an apparel contract. He's going to be okay, money-wise. And, and Beats by Dre. I mean, I you know. He's going to be all right. He already is all right. Yeah. Very marketable commodity at the next level. I think, in a weird way, he makes more cash going lower in the draft to the team that actually selected him in the Houston Texans. And I think at this juncture, it's hard to think otherwise. It's going to be a lot of fun watching that franchise under his leadership over the course of the next couple of years to see what he's capable of in that kind of offense. And I think if you're a Clemson fan, you're going to love the results. 6547627 on a college football Friday. Uh, Scott and Greenville's up with us next. Scott, good afternoon. You're on the air. Hello. How's it going? First time caller. Um, okay, I'm a I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. I have a question for you. Uh, they drafted Deshaun Kaiser, and uh, since this is a college football show, I want to know: Is there any quarterbacks coming out of college next year that is better than what we drafted this year? Because I'm like I have no clue for next year, but. Um, I, you know, I know the Browns are looking for the future. I didn't know if Sean Kaiser would be it, or is there somebody out of the ACC for next year that could be drafted? Scott, we thank you for the call. We'll address that for you coming up in our next segment. We'll step aside our next break on a college football Friday back at 105.5 The Roar after this. If you or a loved one is struggling with drug or alcohol addiction, call Addiction Recovery now at 864-520-5126. Our trained addiction specialists are available 24-7, and all calls are free and confidential. Your insurance may cover 100% of all costs, so call now. We work with top accredited facilities across the country for any kind of addiction and age group. So let Addiction Recovery now find the best option to fit your needs. Call now at 864-520-5126. The good news, our business is growing. The bad news, we have to hire again. Ugh, the searching. Where do we look? What if we hire the wrong person? Actually, we could use ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter? ZipRecruiter makes hiring fast and easy. With one click, our job would be posted to 100 leading job sites. But are the candidates any good? You bet. As soon as we post our job, ZipRecruiter starts identifying the best matches and notifies them to apply, all within minutes. Well, whether you're looking to fill one position or 20, find the best candidates fast with ZipRecruiter. Find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by hundreds of thousands of businesses in a variety of industries nationwide. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash score. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash score. ZipRecruiter.com slash score. Big boys play with big toys, and no one has bigger toys than Bennett Equipment and Supply. In business for nearly 17 years, they know big toys. They're the go-to dealer for Takeuchi equipment and the largest supplier of scaffolding in the upstate. With 30 employees and over 600 pieces of rental equipment, serving upstate South Carolina, western North Carolina, and northeastern Georgia. Bennett Equipment and Supply, with locations in Greenville and Spartanburg. Log on to BennettEquipment.net. Unfiled tax returns, payroll tax problems, IRS levies, liens, garnishments, audits. Call the local lawyer who looks out for you and will get you the result you deserve. David Green at the Green Law Firm. Call for a free consultation at 271 7940 
Since 1902, Carrier has been a leader in producing the most advanced heating and air systems in the world. For 25 years, Carolina Heating Services has been providing top quality heating and air conditioning services in the upstate. Today, the new Carrier Infinity Heating and Cooling System represents the best that both have to offer. For a limited time, Carolina Heating is giving away a free AC system with the purchase of a new qualifying heating system. Call Carolina Heating Services at 864-232-5684 for your free system. At Carolina Heating Service, comfort matters. They're dedicated to making sure your house, office, or business is comfortable any time of the year. Regular maintenance is the best way to prevent breakdowns, especially when the weather is at its worst. The trusted technicians at Carolina Heating Service can keep your system running smoothly. And what better way to stay comfortable than with this limited-time offer, a free carrier AC system with the purchase of a new qualifying heating system. Call Carolina Heating Service today, 864-232-5684. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. Hi, I'm Glenn Reese with Krispy Kreme Donut Company in Anderson and Spartanburg. We're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Drop by for a delicious donut and a cup of coffee. And remember, raise money for your club, church, or group of worthy cause. Sell Krispy Kreme donuts. Call Anderson and Spartanburg Krispy Kreme. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. It's the Roy Philpot Show. I didn't see the game. You didn't see the game? What the hell were you doing? Now back to Roy and Ben on 105.5 The Roar. Always good catching up with our good friend Diamond Dave Copelson there during that break. Good guy. Hokey fan. Hokey himself, exactly. Yeah, Hokey fan. He was probably listening to that last segment, and I, I am high on the Hokies. Hokey highs, they like to say up there. Give me a turkey leg. Uh, give me some inner sand, man. Let's do a little bit of that. I, I I think that Fuente's got him rolling in the right direction. I'm uh, going to answer our last caller's question about the Browns here uh, right now. 654-7627 if you want to talk with us. Uh, 654-ROAR. But Justin Fuente, many people don't remember this. When Dabo was in search of Clemson's new offensive identity post-Bill Napier. Zach, this is prior to your arrival here in Tigertown, I believe. This is it's 2010. We're talking about December 2010. It's junior, before you were here, right? Junior in high school. Okay. So, text line says, give me Hooker from the 864. Absolutely. Yeah, Hooker, I think, is going to do really well in Blacksburg. I think he's going to do really well. Um, <clears throat> long term. <laughs> when Dabo parted ways with Billy Napier after the debacle known as the Meineke Car Care uh, Tire Bowl, you know, that, that chilly December New Year's Eve. Man, Zach, it was brutal. Ben and I were standing on the sidelines. I, I, I'll never forget this. In South Florida, the Bulls are putting it on the Tigers. I recall. I mean, I, I think it's the end of the third quarter. It's like 31 to 10. Mm-hmm. And you're just looking out there, and there is no semblance of hope. This is, this is about six and a half years ago. I mean, this is not that long ago. And Ben and I were talking on the sideline at the time. And I looked at him, and I said, you know, there are good coaches on this team and there are good players on this team. And this performance is not indicative. I think of what the future holds for this, for this program, but there has to be a change. You, you can't continue to do what you did this year. And there were all kinds of injuries that season, all kinds of bad things that happened. Uh, Ellington went out. Uh, Parker got, you know, speared in the back by Nick Fairley. I mean, had that play not occurred, I, I don't know what happens even in that game against what turned out to be the eventual national champion, Auburn Tigers. Another story for another day, but, Sitting there at the sideline, I remember talking with Ben, and I said, this cannot persist because 
this offensively looks like complete and total discombobulation. Mm-hmm. Dabo is a master at a lot of things, but a master at making tough decisions. When they have to be made, he makes them. I mean, if you can learn anything from Dabo, I would say his enthusiasm, his energy, and his ability to master all the details, but his ability to make tough decisions, right? We all have tough decisions in our life. Of course. We, we all have tough decisions, and it's mm-hmm. just ling- lingering out there, and you got to make the tough decision. Do I do this or do I do that? I, I just made a tough decision here recently. And it, it it's hard. It's very hard to do it. He does it, and it's like, whoom. I mean, he, he just cuts right to the chase, right through the bone. Boom, this is what we're going to do, and there's no looking back. If you can learn anything from Dabo, I, I would say that's one of the uh, attributes that we could all learn a ton from. Some people can't do that. I, I, I have problems doing Some it. Some people just cannot make that kind of call. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yes, and, and so And so he made the call to part ways with Billy Napier who was a really good coach. Mm-hmm. And that guy's future is very, very bright. It still is. And yet his career, I think, was set back a couple of years as a result of that that move. But it was something that had to happen because it just wasn't working. So Dabo goes out and he interviews two candidates. He identifies two people that he wants to lead this offense into this decade, a decade that sees Clemson go on to win 10-plus games, six straight years, play in two national championship games, win a national title, win three conference championships, and become a new college football power. He's trying to figure out, how am I going to get my team to where it ultimately goes? He interviews two candidates, Chad Morris, the Chad, right? And Justin Fuente, who was the offensive play caller at Texas Christian at the time. He interviews those two. He interviews Chad Morris first, who I think was always his leader in the clubhouse. Mm -hmm. This is another thing I like about him. How easy would it be in our shoes if we're Dabo and we interview one candidate and we're like, oh, this is our guy. And then you just kind of, you throw the other guy away. You're like, oh, I'm not even going to interview this guy because I know who I have, right? Sure. Has that ever happened to you where you've got a decision and you've got a couple of options and the first option presents itself and you just say, okay, this is what I'm doing. And then the other ones just fall away, right? It's happened to me when I've been in a group interview as an interviewee uh-huh. and like they've talked to the other person. Like I know they're going with them. Yeah. And like they throw me like, yeah, so like, what do you think about it? And like, <laughs> I have no chance at the matter. Right. They're going to hire the other dude. Right. And that's what it is. Like, it, it's over. So yeah, I've been there. So, so you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Absolutely. It's amazing how that works, isn't it's it? It's awful. But yes, I've been there. It is awful. Yeah. And we've all been on both sides probably. Mm-hmm. This guy conducts his business and does his due diligence to the nth degree. Something that we've documented here in this space for years. Mm -hmm. To the nth degree, he gets the job done. He interviewed Chad Morris. The interview went fantastic. I think even the family came up here to do it. Paul and the gang, they all came up here. Chad Morris at the time was the offensive play caller under Todd Graham at Tulsa. Was only one year removed from coaching high school football down at Lake Travis in Austin, Texas. And was viewed as kind of this unknown commodity, kind of, even though he had learned under Gus Malzahn. He interviews Chad Morris first. It goes fantastic. And he still goes through with the other interview with Justin Fuente. Still has the stones to be able to complete that task. Do you guys know who he's interviewing at that time? You're working with in at Clemson? What are you doing at that time? At that time, I'm running uh, the site that I started, CU Tigers. So you have And, and I'm on the radio. And I'm on the radio. So okay. I'm, I mean, I am entrenched here. Mm-hmm. Right. And yes, to answer your question, we, we I don't remember how the story broke, but I do remember that we caught wind that there were two candidates. And I do remember that we found out about Chad Morris. And then I, I think somebody else broke the story on Justin Flint. I, I didn't know that that's where he was going. Had you heard about Chad Morris? 
No. Not even an inkling of a... Before he interviewed here? Mm -hmm. No. Okay. I knew a little bit about Justin Fuente. Dabo goes to... Now the head coach of Virginia Tech, which is... We we bring the, the, the story back full circle here in just a second, but he interviews Justin Fuente. Fuente at the time, after the fact, even hinted that he kind of knew he probably wasn't going to get the job. Coaching circles, I think, are very tight. You, you Again, when you're in that circle, I don't want to say you're set, but it's not a bad spot to be in. That's why Derek Dooley has a job right now. Derek freaking Dooley, still cashing checks from Tennessee this oh, past man. December oh. and getting paid in full by the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. He's getting paid so much money in the Metroplex, they don't even release his contract numbers to the general public Can't because we it. would all freak out that a scrub like that's making bank like that. You cannot find it. That guy's fired. I'm firing him right now. You're fired. Okay. Fuente goes through the interview. Mm-hmm. It ends up going, you know, pretty well. And, and, and they, they actually have stayed, I think, pretty much in touch since then. I, I don't know. You know, they'll talk every month. But the interview went well enough to where there was a mutual respect there. And Dabo ends up hiring Chad Morris. Fuente stays at TCU. Goes to Memphis a year or two later. Develops Paxton Lynch and turns Memphis into a contender in its own level of football, shall we say, before taking the head coaching position at Virginia Tech. I say all of that to support the notion once again that the Hokies are in good hands. This guy earned his stripes, developed his brand at Texas Christian, did his thing offensively for Gary Patterson. Remember, too, TCU kind of turned in from uh, turned uh, from all defense all the time to this offensive juggernaut, and they kind of redeveloped their brand. Hey, Trevon Boykin, that guys are throwing the ball over the yard. I mean, and, and Fuente was was part of the the the, uh, the staff that orchestrated those beginnings. Goes to Memphis and then now at Virginia Tech. I, I think he's going to do a really good job. But I find it fascinating that way back then. In January 2011, essentially, that Dabo interviewed now the head coach at SMU, now the head coach at Virginia Tech to be the offensive play caller here. Another inkling into how brilliant and smart that guy is. You, you just don't you, – you've heard me talk about this going back all the way to last summer when you first arrived here at the station. Mm-hmm. I've never been around a person that's smarter than him. Multiple times you've, you've made that statement. I've never been around a person that is smarter than him. Which is surprising each and every time you say it. Because he doesn't come across. I mean, he's a smart individual. You can see that. I, I graduated from Clemson in computer engineering with a minor in mathematical sciences. I dealt with a lot of brilliant class. people yeah, there. Of course. They were all smarter than me. <laughs> they all take uh, six years? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, I worked for IBM for like two years. I worked uh, at PricewaterhouseCoopers for another two years. I, I worked with some really bright, smart people, some creative people, some intelligent people. All that pales into comparison to what you got over here. And that's one of the reasons he's so successful. Outside of the fact he can articulate his thoughts, unlike any other person I've been around. Let's go back to the caller and his question about the Browns and quarterbacks next season. Deshaun Kaiser will never work in Cleveland. He will never work in Cleveland. Deshaun Kaiser will never develop uh, into a starting quarterback long-term in the NFL. On the text line, did Phil Potts say long-term hooker will be good? Can't hide money, Mr. ESPN. Oh, my God. Uh, I did say that, but it had nothing to do with what you're talking about. Deshaun Kaiser's never going to be a big-time talent in the NFL. He's never going to turn out to be a consistent starter in the NFL that wins games. If he starts a year or two, so be it. Ryan Leaf started a year or two, and we all saw what happened to him. I, I do not believe... 
into Sean Kaiser. People forget Ryan Leaf won his first two games in the NFL. That's right. Before going one for 15 for four yards and like four picks and five turnovers. Mm-hmm. That was it. The 2018 NFL draft is spectacular at the quarterback position. We think. There are going to be some big-time names available next year. More on that coming up in just a second. 654-7627. Your answer in Cleveland is not second-round quarterback selection Deshaun Kaiser, who went 4-8 last year at Notre Dame and sucks. Tariel Chad's up with us next. He doesn't suck, and he joins us right now. Hey, Chad. Roy, what's up, buddy? Good to hear from you. Hey, so I just going to talk a little football. I had a a quick question from a UNC perspective. It'll be the first year in a while that I I will be – Looking forward to the blue-white basketball game on August 1st and hopefully that it starts because we are going to suck. I, I don't even know where to begin. Um, and in, no quarterback, no Hood, no Logan, no Matt Collins, no fastest white man in America, mm. no Bug Howard. I mean, you're talking about depletion. It's it's not a pretty sight over there for us. It feels like 2-10, and ten, kind of 3-9 and nine kind of thing. Um very, you know, we've recruited pretty well, but just not a lot left in the cupboard, Phil Pot. Good news is you play in the Coastal, where the division kind of turns itself <laughs> over every couple of years. I think it's getting better, yeah. Chad, in all seriousness, but there's no way you're going 2-10 and ten with your schedule. I, you've built your brand enough uh, under Fedora, and to your point, you've recruited well enough, especially at skill positions, where you're going to have some new names emerge. You're not going 2-10. and ten. You're going yeah. to a bowl. It may be a step back in terms yeah. of 7-5, and five, but you'll go to a bowl game this year, Chad. Oof, man, you're very optimistic. I just don't see it. A lot will depend on who emerges from quarterback. I just we lost a lot offensively, a lot. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. I was going to ask about uh, your buddy up in Louisville, Lamar. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's got a chance to repeat the Heisman, or do you think there's not a chance in hell that that happens? That was a one deal, one year deal. I don't think there's a chance, and you know where, because. I, I think people at the end of last year were, were kind of offended that he ended up winning that award. And I, I think from a PR perspective, that's going to be too much overcoming. The other thing is, Chad, on the field, the last three teams that Louisville faced kind of solved Lamar Jackson somewhat. I mean, they lost to Kentucky at home, destroyed by LSU in the bowl game. I'm curious yeah. to see how much better he can be in the downfield passing game, minus some key weapons, especially on defense. We know he can run with it. I, I just... I. I'm not convinced he's going to take that next step as a true quarterback. And I say that because I don't think they are as talented as what they used to be. And at the end of last season, it kind of figured out everybody figured him out. So, no, he's not winning the Heisman. He's still going to be electric. He's still going to have moments. But, I, I, you know, last September is a distant memory with Lamar Jackson, in my opinion. Do you think, uh, draft-wise, do you think he's going to be coveted, you know, definitely first round, but do you think he's going to be 10 or 15 Type uh, top ten that type thing, or do you think he's going to fall off once he gets the combine, throwing the football, those kind of things? There will be teams that look at him and say, "Can we put him in the slot? Can we put him in the backfield? Can we make him a slash kind of player?" And I think that's going to offer tremendous value. Is that good enough to be a first round pick? The middle of last season, I thought he would be the number one overall pick. Since then, I I I don't know. I need more yeah. information on him in his final year. There, he he will be drafted. I think he will be drafted as a quarterback. Like the question is, is he does he turn into a first round pick again, or does he kind of stay later on in the draft, which is where I think he would be right now. And remember too, what I'm getting ready to talk about: the quarterbacks available next year at the top of the draft, 
you read some of the mock drafts for 2018 right now, and there's three quarterbacks off the board in the first three selections. Like, there's people wow. that are expecting that. So if that's the case, I don't know, that could help Lamar or that could hurt him as he kind of falls well, back I a little bit. One breakout player ACC and one surprise team in ACC, and we'll take it off. Take care, buddy. Chad, thank you.